97X. Band the future of rock and roll. to Don Teeny, episode 26. On today's show, Simone titillates Stephanie with the details of a most unusual couple. Stephanie brings some culture with a new story about art and buttocks. And legitimate words that mistakenly sound offensive are also discussed. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. How are you, Dong Simone? Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. It was my birthday uh, two days ago, so I'm, I'm Dong good. I'm Dong Yay. 34. <laughs> Yay! Did you get good prizes? I did well, actually, as we speak. Uh, I'm enjoying the, one of those prizes, which is uh, uh, I got a whole bunch of new equipment, so uh, Dong Teeny should sound a lot better for you. So hopefully <laughs> you are noticing the difference. Previous to this, listeners, I was using a microphone that you get with Guitar Hero. Just <laughs> <laughs> it was not a state-of-the-art mic by any stretch. However, it did the job for the last 25 episodes. So uh, hopefully, though, this is a this is a good step up. So big thanks to Dustin who set me up with all the equipment and told me what I needed to get. So and uh, thank you, Greg, for the wonderful birthday present. Hooray! And it's like a gift to the listeners too. It is, it's a gift to the listener, exactly. And uh, <laughs> let's see. And uh, let's see. I also got. I just got gift cards and things like that. And uh, yesterday I got a massage, which was oh, very nice. Rad. And uh, but was it from a guy or a girl? It's from a girl. Okay. So, oh, oh, you mean who actually, who was my masseuse? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh, the masseuse was a guy. There were three of us that went and and, um, and Natasha said, oh, there's two women and one man. So one of you has to have the man because she didn't want to have it. And I yeah. said, I don't, I don't care. And, and Marilyn didn't care either, but I ended up with the man and he was just sort of this round uh, Euro- <laughs> Eastern European gentleman. And uh, not that I'm like, ooh, I wanted a big buff masseuse like i didn't think of that or anything but yeah so but it was fine i didn't care and that's uh, always funny because some people really care like they don't want to have a guy massage them or or girls don't i guess i don't know yeah i think um i think do guys have a thing where they don't want a man to massage them yeah i've well i've heard that i don't i don't know that that was when i was in texas so i don't know if guys are more they don't care as much out here but um yeah i don't know i used to care more when i was younger now i don't care but. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit. Did you get completely sexual. naked? No, I had my, 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 my underwear. Well, actually, I'd, wear, I'd been wearing a, a one-piece swimsuit, so I just had to kind of like half pull it down. Because so <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Take your top off," and I was like, "Um, okay, well, I can't do. It. I'm gonna take everything off." So <laughs> oh my gosh, I have to tell you about my friend Carly, who's a little dingy. Um, she went in for a massage at one of those massage schools where they're cheap or something because they're still oh, yeah, learning. They're training. And yeah. so, yeah, yeah, the training. So she's like, she was telling me that she was sitting in the waiting room and she's this tiny little blonde girl, and the door darkened and it was this gigantic black man. He's like Carly, <laughs> and she's like, okay. And she, <laughs> she went in there and he's like, okay, take off your clothes. I'll be right back. And so she got completely naked and laid on top like face up on top of all the sheets like on the oh massage table 
And she said that he walked in and goes, damn, girl, get under the covers. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> I love that story so much. Yeah. Damn, girl. Speaking of birthdays, though, I did want to mention that, yeah, so I had a, I had a little get-together. I had a, we had a few friends, had dinner and at a restaurant, and that's fine, but everyone sang happy birthday, and I just get so kind of embarrassed because I have this weird thing with my birthday where like, I, I like attention if I feel like I've done something, you know, if I've mm-hmm. got a joke or I've got something funny or I've written something, I'm all for that kind of attention, but I feel really uncomfortable getting too much attention just because I was born. Like, I didn't really do anything, <laughs> you know? I feel like Mother's Day should really be the kid's birthday because that's that's the day they, they did the big job, you know? And it's like, yeah, what did point. you do? You just fucking came out of a canal, you know? Big deal. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I just feel like I get uncomfortable. Like, all I did was be born and now I'm getting all this attention. What do you think of that? Because I know you like celebrating your birthday and, and with yeah. reckless abandon. <laughs> yeah, I kind of do. I guess I don't take it super seriously because I feel like the party's almost more or as much for the friends. You know, yeah. and it's just like an excuse. Like, when I guess when they say happy birthday, I'm like, oh, they don't mean it. <laughs> They really they mean, mean it. have They're a shitty birthday. Be getting drinks, <laughs> which is how I feel pretty much. I mean, I mean it, right? But the whole point yeah. is like, yay, we get to celebrate your existence. And yeah. 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 Um, no, that's but probably I a remember, better, saner way to look at it. <laughs> well, I, I, I remember like that show that you and I first met at with um, Neil Hamburger and Plesiosaur. Uh-huh. It was JP's birthday, and he was um, wearing his abominable snowman costume on the uh-huh. stage. And everyone, like at the end of the set, everyone sang happy birthday to him. And oh, he goes, right. he took the mic and goes, happy birthday, and then just left. And I love that because it's so <laughs> funny. Like, like, you know, good morning, good morning. Like, it didn't matter. It wasn't about a birthday so much. He just said it back to the audience, even though it was clearly his birthday. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think that's a much better way to, to, to look at it. Everyone's having a good time. Uh, yeah. And, and, and your birth is the excuse. So, yeah, yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, let's, let's hope that's, that's actually the truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so did you want to talk about your New Year's? I know we've already had one show uh, uh, yeah. since New Year's, but, but yeah, right. your New Year's, I know you were kind of uncomfortable during some of the New Year's proceedings. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> we, went, we went to a party with our, our really sweet friends. They live in West Seattle, and they had all these people there who were like, you know, filmmakers and, and published authors with like actual book deals. And they're like these serious kind of people uh-huh. who talked about NPR a lot. And that's uh-huh. totally cool, you know? But um, I had also learned of this dance party over in Ballard that was going to be just all 80s music. And I was like, oh. at, at some point when they were talking about fresh air and the Holocaust and stuff, I'm like, I wish I could get in a helicopter and like go over <laughs> to Ballard right now. Because I'm so scared to drive on New Year's Eve because I'm just assume, assuming everyone's drunk on the road. Of course but, they um, are, yeah. But so I just got, we just had lots to drink. And then I guess we went to bed about 3.30 and I woke up the next morning in my friend Carmela's bed wearing only my bra. So I'm like, I oh guess my- this is gonna, that was a good New Year's Eve. Not even any underwear? <laughs> no. Oh my God. Yeah. I was like, okay, New Year's. <laughs> Yay, 2012. Wow. I can't I believe know. between us in the first five minutes of the program we have I've been topless and you've been bottomless. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't even plan that. No, we really did. <laughs> That's 
is insane. Wow. Well, what about mine your was we we um had a there was a friend had a party and 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 it sounded a bit similar to you. Well, everyone was like comedians and writers and musicians and, and stuff like that. So you know, sort of a sort of a snobbyish sort of crowd. And anyway, and and there was music playing. You know, it's all good fun, but you know, they they have their taste. And then and then this music came on. It was the it was the opening music for Austin Powers. The you know the Austin Powers theme song. And I just yeah. started. I was just sitting in front of the fire and I started shaking my shoulders along with it like yeah because it's a good go-go song you know yeah and then i looked up and austin powers was in the room and they had hired an austin powers impersonator oh my god and i just fucking died like greg said i looked like i was going to have a stroke i was so excited (laughs) and shocked (laughs) did you have your mouth open like really big like you did for um beatloaf when you're showing her what i saw at Griffith Park with that kid who had a helmet on and like yes, <laughs> do you know what yes. I'm talking about? Sorry for that long I, explanation. <laughs> I think it was kind of, I don't know, I was too caught up in the moment. So so yeah. We should put that just, picture on the site so that people can see. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That and the picture of Austin Powers. So yeah, so the Austin Powers was just there and he just came and worked the room and was sort of dancing with everybody and then and then making this effort to make conversation with everyone. What? Was, really? Yeah, because yeah, he was booked for an hour and he was he wasn't just going to stand around and be like this is awkward because I just pictured him dancing so he was dancing but he didn't do any of the 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 famous lines until except for when we asked him to so but he was he was really good and he never broke character and he and and yeah it was just it was a tough crowd but he didn't didn't let it get to him and he was great and everyone loved it just because it was so unexpected and ridiculous so yeah yeah I was like that's so I wouldn't think that Natasha and Duncan would hire you know that's just not someone you'd expect but that's so freaking awesome that's why it was so great exactly yeah yeah it's nothing at all anyone wants to see but then just for that very reason it was perfect (laughs) and everyone loved it (laughs) oh that's so funny that's like um going to see screech do stand-up like david was like like he was (gasps) Remember when Screech was doing that tour a few years ago, and David's like, "That's not something I would want to pay money to do." But if someone like hide, you know, kidnap me and force me to watch it, I'd be really happy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like when Greg and I we went to see Vanilla Ice play before when did you he. See him? We saw him in 1999. So it was before, it was when he was doing his rap metal thing. So he was in his rap metal period. But it was before he was on reality TV and trying to do his, that sort of a comeback. He was just still sort of pathetic and, and yeah. unremembered for a really long time. So, um, but it was really weird because there's all these young kids that must have been six when he was at his peak that were there getting into it and like moshing and stuff. And we were surprised. But, but yeah, we totally went just to enjoy that. Like, oh my God, he's vanilla ice. <laughs> love that you went to see him I eight love years that past so his prime yeah it was, it was oh great. my gosh did you ever watch cool as ice you guys did you've seen yeah that, you gave it you? to me yes oh yeah <laughs> so i guess you why might did you have. drop the hero and get no, no, no i said it the wrong way why did you drop the zero and get with the hero <laughs> yo cat so what was it like having parents and all <laughs> oh gosh Terrible. We need to put a clip up from that movie on the side. It is mind-boggling. And Michael Gross, the dad from Family Ties. I know! Dad from Family Ties is in it. I'm just like, what are you doing, Steve? That's his I name, know. right? Was yes. it Steve? Steven. Okay, okay. Steven. Steven. Steven and Elise. Steven. Yep. That's right. Uh, 
uh, before we go any further, I have to mention that we have our voicemail, our new voicemail. So if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, tell us a story, leave us a comment, whatever you like, it's one three two three three zero one dong. That's one three two three three zero one three six six four. So please leave us a message, and it'll be anonymous, so you can say whatever the fuck you like. Dong 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 very nice now stephanie i really mm-hmm. wanted to i saw a friend of mine jed tweeted this during the week and i saved it for the show i have uh, to tell you about a bizarre relationship i read about yeah so uh there's a gentleman this is a long time ago this is in the 1800s uh juan baptista dos santos he was born in portugal in 1843 it's quite a handsome young young child uh, the only thing wrong with him was that he had two penises and a third leg <gasps> yes so the third the leg pictures? was actually uh, there is a picture of, i don't know if it's his penis but there's a picture of a double penis so <laughs> the third leg was actually uh, two legs that were fused together so um according to the article it says both penises functioned perfectly an 1865 wow. report stated that santos used both penises during intercourse and after uh, uh. finishing with one he would continue with the other oh, it also stated yeah. that he had a ravenous sexual appetite i bet he did how many balls yeah. did he have how many what balls oh i don't know it didn't say anywhere in the article i wonder if he had like two sets like but, how many loads can you blow in one go? I mean, if you got two wieners but one set of balls, yeah, cut cut that out. <laughs> Why that was great. <laughs> um, so moving on, that's uh, Juan. Uh, there moving needs to on be to a documentary uh, on this person. Totally, totally. Well, not just him. There's also Blanche Dumas, and she was born in Martinique in 1860. Did she have two she, penises too? No. <laughs> No, she had two vaginas. Ah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, that's a little less obtrusive, though. Like, you should probably know that for a long time, either. Yeah, I wonder at what point. Unless one was like on her face or stomach. No, no, no. They were they were where they should. Where both of them were where they should be. Um, It says Blanche uh, had two vaginas and two well-developed vulvas, and allegedly both had equally developed sensitivity. Her sexual (gasps) appetite was said to be very pronounced. She was she was known to have many male admirers and was known to (laughs) entertain men with both her vaginas. Due to her obviously wow. suitability for the role, she moved to Paris and became a courtesan. So wow. she became a high-class hooker because of her two vaginas. Um, what year was this? Um, well, that was also in the same period. So um, what ended Man, up happening was... she needs to get together was, with that guy with two wieners. She did! Ah! <laughs> is that where that was going? That is where this was going! Yes. It closes. They say fact is stranger than fiction. And this relationship certainly proves that Dumas and Santos met in Paris and had a torrid and rather well-publicized relationship. Both had found the only living human at the time who had the capacity to satisfy their appetite and their bodies. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like, so they both have as hell and they both have the equipment to satisfy each other. I think it's really nice. Oh, that's so darling. There has to be pictures. Somewhere, no picture surely. Of them together, but there are pictures of, uh, of the double penis and the additional leg. Oh, there's a picture of each of them individually. Yeah, but not, not together as a couple. Um, wow. 
um, just the, the, the condition that causes that is called diphalia. And uh, mm-hmm. it says urine may be passed by both penises, by only one <laughs> or through some other aperture in the perineum. So, fascinating <laughs> stuff. Oh, it also says most diphalluses lie side by side and are of equal size, but they can be seated atop one another with one distinctly oh. larger than the other. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And it's uh, one in 5.5 million men in the United States have two penises. One in 5.5. That doesn't sound like, that sounds kind of common actually. That, like, that, that sounds like there should be like 60 men in the US. Yeah. Yeah. Penises. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. I wonder if they have a meets annually. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So I thought you'd enjoy that. I'm still recovering. Holy Lord. That's nuts. Okay. Um, Well, I have a news story that unfortunately is not about wieners, but (laughs) it does involve some nudity. So... um, (laughs) I it does involve some nudity. Some. <laughs> brief frontal... No, not frontal. Okay. Um, I think I saw this on the Huffington Post. <clears throat> um, it says, A drunk Colorado woman punched an iconic $30 million painting and rubbed her bare buttocks on the artwork before collapsing in a heap and urinating on herself at a museum. What?! Officials at the Clifford Still Museum estimated that the vandal caused about $10,000 worth of damage to an abstract expressionist masterpiece. (laughs) It doesn't appear she urinated on the painting or that the urine damaged it, so she's not being charged with that. But authorities (laughs) say the 36-year-old woman was plastered when she punched and slid her bare bum against the nearly 10-foot-tall, 13-foot-wide painting on December 29th. (laughs) The museum officials wouldn't go into specifics about the damage, but the the owner of the Plus Gallery in Denver said that <laughs> the painting's value would plummet simply because it came in contact with her tush. <laughs> <sighs> I just wish that they had that on security videotape. Oh, because I, I want to see that. I just love. I, I really enjoy imagining what how she was doing that. I, yes. I just love that. Just that, like, just her buttock coming into contact with it has devalued it. I know. What would make you want to do that? Yeah. And then she like peed herself after she fell on the floor. It's so amazing. I, I love that it's so, it's so explicit that her urine didn't come in contact with it. So she's not being charged with, with that. Yeah. They're like, we don't want you to get the wrong idea about that. Please still buy our painting. I guess it's a disclosure issue because no one would know automatically that buttocks had touched it. But, but. I guess it has to be. Is it going to be? How would people know that buttocks had touched it and thus devaluing it? I, I love that element. Well, maybe because so it's on the Huffington Post. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, that 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 that's just happened. That's fresh news, and that'll just disappear, and people will forget about it. But uh, I guess in the, maybe in the art world, that's all they're talking about. Yeah, the they seem kind of paranoid picture. about it. They're like, ah, yeah, her butt touched it. Yeah. Well, Uh-oh. I can't believe now. I can't believe that we've had one episode where we're talking about a man painting with his penis, and then now we have someone's <laughs> butt touching a painting. What's wrong with uh, us? Isn't that weird how that works? <laughs> how do we find this stuff? And the first five minutes of this show, good lord. We didn't yeah, even I know. Plan on that one. We're in a real, a real role. <laughs> Jeez, I told Ryan, I was like. Have your students listen to, you know, that he's like, my students wanted to know what podcasts to listen to. And I was like, tell them about arts. He's like, no, you girls are nasty. (laughs) He's like, I would get fired. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad that I have a podcast that's unsuitable for for children. 
What age does he teach? Like teenagers or? They're college students. What? <laughs> no, college maybe he's talking it. about his interns. Yeah, but this is at like San Francisco State University. So. Uh huh. Yeah, they should, of all people, they should understand. Yeah, you would think. But also, they probably eat more PC than we are. So, that would be a problem. Maybe so. That's a good point. We're yeah. not that PC all the time. Who needs a hug? Who needs a hug? Who needs a hug? You need a hug. You need a hug. You need a hug. Hug. Line up for hugs, line up for hugs, the line of stars here, so line up for hugs! So in the vein of not being PC and other inappropriateness, I wanted to talk about workplace hugs. <laughs> yeah? So, it's, uh, we went back to work on the 3rd of January, and I don't know, you know how after New Year's you bump into people... Sometimes people do this through till February and they're Happy New Year the first time they see you in the year. But I feel like yeah. even when it's your friends, if you just see them and you see them regularly, you just say Happy New Year. You don't have to hug Happy New Year. Don't you think? Right. Right. You only do that. Well, you kiss them at midnight. At, but at midnight. Not after that. Not after no, that at all. If you meet someone for lunch on the first, you don't hug them Happy New Year. You just say it. No. You just so, say it. So anyway, there's this guy at my work that works in the warehouse and we just have just barely just... You know, just nothing chit-chat. Oh, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How was your weekend? Oh, pretty good. Have a good night. Bye. Just that kind of banal conversation, right? This is this is the extent of our relationship. And then mm-hmm. I went through the warehouse to take something to another another person. And I walked back and I passed him. And he goes, hey, uh, and makes this awkward. He had to walk like 10 paces towards me. He goes, happy new year and gave me a hug. And I'm like, why are you hugging me? It was really awkward. He'd been planning that. I think so. It seemed it like. seemed very very planned. Like he was looking for an excuse to hug me, because it was just uncalled for. You know, I don't yeah. know him well, and I'm not I'm not saying that people that know each other in the office better can't hug each other. But I think our relationship is not at a hugging point at all. Yeah, especially so, not over a New Year type of situation. Not either. over New Year's. No, no. I feel like you can hug someone on their birthday more than you can hug over New Year's. Does this guy wear gel in his hair? Because I'm picturing someone with like goatee and gelled hair. Oh no, no. He's probably like 50, and he has like long oh. hair and a ponytail, and, a, and he has a graying, <laughs> graying goatee. So yeah. So I got the know. goatee right. <laughs> yeah, you did get the goatee right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any I'm hugging issues in your workplace? <laughs> We just never touch each other. Yeah. Um, I cannot think, like, even when our coworker died, like, a couple months ago, we were so sad, but no one hugged about it, you know? Yeah. So, and we're a bunch of women. Yeah. I don't know. But Jose, my main office gay, will come by. Your main and, like, office gay. What, See, this is why I San have... Franciscans can't listen to our show. <laughs> my main gay. <laughs> he comes by and he'll go, Let me feel your boobs. Oh. And he'll, and I'm like, Sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I could probably sue him for some sort of harassment. But oh, you totally could. But I think he's yeah. figured out that that's, you're not going to do that. But, but it's funny because the day, the day, that same day on the third, I hugged another coworker because it was her birthday. But we, we sort of, we closer, we sit at the same desk and I see her all the yeah. time, you know, and she hugs me for my birthday and when I come back from vacation. So that made sense. But we talk all the time, you know, even though yeah. she's kind of nuts. But, you know, she's definitely not my friend outside of work, but that made sense. But yeah, this other one was weird. I'm trying to think, like, have I ever touched anyone I work with? I just don't think so besides Jose. <laughs> 
He's always, yeah, he's just dirty. He's hilarious. Oh, and he's coming to your party when you're, <gasps> you're going to come visit. Someone's going to come visit soon. So, yes. Um, he's really excited to see you. Excellent. I'm excited to see him. Hooray. <clears throat> Yay. Now, Stephanie, I believe David has provided us with another oh. Would You Rather. He has. Let me get it out. I didn't look at it yet. So. Um, he labored over this for a while, so it better be good. So here yes. we go. <clears throat> would you rather be in a sex scene with Fred Durst, knowing it would bring Anne Frank back to life, <gasps> or <laughs> have unlimited access to the Mad Men wardrobe as your personal closet, knowing it would put Hitler back in power? Oh, that is hot. Oh, he's such an asshole. What a fucker. God. Oh. <gasps> That's so fucking hot. That's so mean. Oh, Jesus. That's the meanest thing ever. That is the meanest one ever. Shit. Well, because they both they both have such big drawbacks. Because, well, one, in the first one, you're having sex with Fred Durst. Big, oh. big bummer. But now it's, it's a sex scene, so it's going to be seen by other people. Oh. So it you're essentially... What do you mean it won't be real? Well, I, assume, oh, see, I assumed it was pornographic. So. Oh, I just, I don't know. Hmm. Why don't you pause and go and ask him if it's, um... He left the house. Oh, he left? Shit. We yeah, need to gone. know if it's actual intercourse. That's a big factor, I know. It's a huge so let's just factor. Pretend, okay, let's pretend it is. It is? Right, yeah. We have to Durst. make it the worst case scenario. Um, yeah, if it is... See, and then you would, you would, um... <laughs> you'd have to, you, you'd be having sex with... Fred does and everyone would know it and you'd be a porn, porn actress then so but, but would they know that it was for the cause of bringing Anne Frank back to life what well, if to they me, got to know that that would that to me isn't even oh, that would make it better know, for me because they would know I was taking one for the team taking one for the team for me it's not even about about bringing Anne Frank back it's just about not bringing Hitler back which is the other option <laughs> totally, so totally. I, I almost I think See, all right, let's take Hitler out of it. If I just could get the Madman wardrobe and then Anne Frank doesn't come back to life, I might do that. <laughs> no, but here's why, okay? On New Year's Day, I just watched Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3 in the theater in a row. Yay. And it really reminds you, you know, how you really shouldn't do things to disrupt the space-time continuum. So oh. I think if you just took, brought Anne Frank back... All that we have learned about the Holocaust from her diary would be would be uh -huh. worthless because she needed to die. She had to make that sacrifice for us, you know, and so that I could wear wow. the Mad Men wardrobe. No, but <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fucked. But uh, yeah, so from I guess there's different ways to look at it. If you're looking at it from a objective time travel and altering history perspective, she shouldn't be brought back to life. But otherwise, I guess I would if Hitler wasn't coming back. But with Hitler coming back, I have to do everything not to let Hitler come back. So. I, I guess I have to have sex with Fred Durst <sighs> and have everybody know it. And that's always the word thing with these would you rathers is that nobody gets to know why. Nobody yes. knows you're having sex with Fred Durst to prevent Hitler coming out because then you'd be a hero. Nobody yes. gets to know that. That's just, you. it's a private decision. You make the choice and that's all everyone sees and knows. So, yeah, mm -hmm. that's always the tough part about it. And I guess by the same token, everyone also wouldn't know that you were responsible for bringing Hitler back to power by getting that madman wardrobe. Exactly, but you'd have to live with the oh. guilt. You'd have you to live with the know. guilt, and that, yes. and that would have to be. The question is: Is that worse than having sex with Fred Durst? 
Yeah, I think that is because you imagine you catch your reflection in the TV on your fabulous Mad Men outfit, and then the news comes on, and it's more reports on how many people Hitler has killed, and you just have to like switch it off and go back to admiring yourself. I don't think so. No, <laughs> that's fun. You know, I'd have to. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Fred Durst wins. Who would have thought? I thought that's the no meanest way. one ever that I he's think ever really written. Is. It's very impressive. Good job, David. Thank you. <laughs> Good job, David. Thanks. <laughs> Dongtacular vernacular. So you were saying on your birthday that everyone at dinner would um, clink glasses together and say to Simone, and then they'd kiss or something like just as a joke, <laughs> like they kept doing. This is in honor of you, Simone. So, um, yes. but you, when you emailed it to me, you said they would chink glasses together. They were chinking yes. glasses, and it struck yes. me so funny because you can't <laughs> say that in the states and get away with it. Yeah. But in Australia, obviously, it's just what you say, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm just used to saying that. And then when you questioned it, I'm like, is this one of those words that you you get used to saying, and it's always it's completely wrong? Like how in Australia we say things to say a place like a home is nice and cozy and nice. People will say it's homely, and 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 everyone oh, says right. that. But it's 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 just become part of it. So I didn't know if the chinking glasses thing was one of those things that people were just getting wrong, or that I was just getting wrong. But then I looked it up, <laughs> and it, there is actually the, the dictionary explanation for chinking glasses. Chinking is being a, a legitimate sound of, uh, of, uh, of you know glassware connecting. So <laughs> nice, yeah. Because so, yeah, here, so it's a not chink as racist is a as it sound. Oh, I know. Giant racial is. slur. Okay, yeah. well, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, see, I think that's the thing in Australia. I think they don't care about being racist as much. They're quite happy and proud of it almost. So I don't think. <laughs> well, even people that even people who aren't racist and wouldn't call somebody that. Wouldn't, uh-huh. It's not there's not such a such a gasp at using chinking, which has a completely different meaning. Whereas it seems uh-huh. like in America, you have to like just stay away from anything that sounds like that. Like what about the word niggardly? Oh my God! Yeah, I mean that doesn't mean anything. Any to sort do. of racial thing. It just no. means someone who's cowardly or something, right? But I you think it's stingy. Would get your ass stingy. beat. Yeah, if you said that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Time. Because it's it's beyond. It's 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 nobody knows the word's so archaic. I think that that nobody knows what else it means. So it just sounds like you're saying nigger. Yeah, I was yeah. watching Breakfast at Tiffany's again recently, and I was like shocked at how racist the um, Mickey Rooney character was. He was like the Asian landlord. Oh, who, I haven't seen it, but I've heard. I still want to see that. Oh, it will be your favorite movie. You need to watch that movie soon. Totally. Because um. Yeah, <laughs> not just for the racism, but you'll really get off <laughs> on the racism because I was just oh, I, was I just wanted open. to see for the racism. Oh, cool! There's more to it. Great. <laughs> I'm winning racism and fabulous beehives. Excellent. Right up Simone's alley. <laughs> but that reminds me of Hammerhead. Real oh. quick, a racist story about Hammerhead. Please, she please. Came back. She came back from the dentist one time. This is. Listener, this is a horrible coworker I used to have, and I just wrote down stuff she'd say, and now I have a blog about it. And I, called, I called her Hammerhead to preserve her identity. But she came back from the dentist. She's this older woman. She goes, yeah, I was getting fitted for my dentures. <clears throat> and um, I told the dentist, I, I didn't like my dentures because they made me look like a Chinaman. <gasps> and he said, <laughs> he said, this appointment is over. And I go, geez, why do you suppose he said that? She goes, well, I guess because he was Asian. <gasps> She is fucked. <laughs> wow. Unfucking believable. I can't believe she's 
Well, I, I guess know. it's because he was Asian. Amazing. Disappointment is over. <gasps> that is fantastic. It's one of the best Hammerhead stories ever. Isn't it? I need to repost yeah. that one. Wow. Well, thanks for that. Gosh. Well, on that note... Thank you all for listening. Please visit uh, dongtini.com for any supplementary materials and like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and listen on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. But Penny. Gross! <laughs> Cut that out. I will. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, until next time, bye, Stephanie. Bye, Swan. Bye. <laughs> Strawberries, cherries, and kiss in spring my summer wine is really made